simply an homage to cannabis. You smoke weed? Do guys smoke weed? Cannabis is legal in this state. What state are we in? A state of confusion. Are you guys high? You guys are high. Who? Us? The whole show. Fire it up, guys. It's showtime. Fellas, fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. One, two, three, four. Son, taking the day off school today? You know, oddly, maybe, because he just texted me and said he threw up. Get up. <laughs> this kid, this kid, is, he's, you know, was recently concussed and, Get up. you know, they say that marijuana is a good, uh, a good thing for those with concussion syndrome and stuff like that. And, well, he's not had any. So. What's, what's his problem now? He's always got something wrong. What the hell? Well, he's wrong? been around somebody who had a stomach bug. So. Oh, and where have you been? Around somebody who's had, a, been around somebody who's had a stomach bug? You know, I'm not around him that much. He has oh, his, my uh, God. You just spent the entire <laughs> weekend in a car with him going to and from Atlanta on a romantic weekend. So It wasn't a romantic weekend. Obviously, if you brought your son along. but you know. <laughs> And, of course, her gaggle of sycophants. Sycophants being the key word. Oh, yeah. there you go, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Mark and Kim Show. 557 on this Thursday, April 20th, you know, 420. Can we predict that Tennessee will be the absolute last state to legalize recreational marijuana? It's looking that way. One of the last, certainly. No, I mean, still, there's fewer. There are fewer states that are it's legal than than it is legal. I think there was what, mm-hmm. 19 to 24 states in that range. I've lost track. Not that I'm paying much attention to it. I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by what the government has done. I was going to gonna say it sounds like mm-hmm. you you keep up with it pretty closely. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely That's do. That's why when you said, I, not that I'm keeping up with it, and I thought, well, well I am. I, I, keeping I, up I, with I, it. I, I, I'm subscribed to some podcasts that- Podcast? Uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Although, if we ever, it, wouldn't there be a great podcast if, if it was about you know marijuana? It would be called Taking the Podcast mm. or Taking the Podcast, because mm. we, yeah. we goof off and call it Taking well, the Podcast. Well, you know, pot. I do pot gardening <laughs> sometimes, so- you, know. you, 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 gar- you garden with the use of pots- <laughs> <laughs> Not pot gardening, um, especially in the state of Tennessee. But I, but how many states is it legal? Ricky, research. Do you mind uh, getting into that? And finding out how many states is I'm on it. Recreational marijuana legal. Everybody. Uh, not. A, that's why I didn't change anything. Right there. Okay, so um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated because they they because I believe the the decriminalization of it will call, will 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 reduce a lot of the problems with it. I also know that the government you know demonized it they turned it into a you know back in the 1930s with the reefer madness and just even calling it marijuana which is the hispanic word for cannabis they did that because of our fear of mexicans back in the day oh mexicans oh you should you should really i've looked into the history of it and it is remarkable we got a lot to do today a lot to talk about ricky quickly how many we have 20 states 20 states that have it legalized at this point in time we got a lot to do today and a whole lot to talk about it is the mark and kim show right here on Well, it might be just a hot day today. It's the Mark and Kim show here on Starwater 2.1. Sunny and a high of 86. That's damn close to 90. We might There's a record. Yeah, 87 today. Yesterday was fabulous. It was low, a lovely day. Yeah. Lovely day. Cools off a little bit tomorrow, 82. Looks like we got some increasing clouds with a chance of uh, just a 20% chance of showers tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow into Saturday morning. The high Saturday is 66. The high Sunday is 58. Creeping back up into the 60s and 70s by next week. Uh, it's the Mark and Kim show. 656-7827. Weigh in anytime. A little later this morning, we're going to ask the question, listen closely, what the duck 
has happened to Jeeps. Oh, my God. All the hits. Star 102.1, Knoxville's number one hit music station with the Mark and Kim show. And that's Kane Brown, 608. So have you seen, did you see, have you have you paid attention at all to just the cluster that was the huge Love is Blind Netflix Live reunion show hosted by the ridiculous couple Nick and Vanessa Lachey? What was Vanessa? Vanessa was somebody else before she was Vanessa Lachey. I recognize the name. I, I, what was her last name? She was somebody else. Vanessa something around. Yeah, mm-hmm. why can't I remember it now? Ricky heard, Research is off. Uh, I've heard um, celebrating four twenty down the hall or something. So, um, <laughs> I've heard Vanessa Lachey so long now. Yeah. Um, um, so first of the first thing that happened, and you know, we're talking about this. My daughters are obsessed with this show. I would assume that a lot of people listening. I've um, hold on. Um, a lot, I would assume a lot of our audience has you paid know, attention. It, also, it always comes up as Vanessa Lachey now. Usually, it'll come well, up and it have was, the uh, was, their was, name in it too. What was Vanessa? Join the show. We're on the air. Right. Headphones on. Okay. <laughs> Vanessa Lachey. Look up her, her maiden name. She was somebody. She was on MTV for a while. Yeah, right? she was. She was a host. Vanessa what though? But uh, well, doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter. They the, the complaint, of course, that they you, nobody could get into Manilo? Netflix. Manilo. Yeah, Manilo. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Manilo. Vanessa Manilo. Yeah. That's uh, what it says. So, That's know, not what I was thinking. Yeah, but I guess I I remember hearing that. But now I guess Vanessa Lachey has become. You know, more in our heads because of Nick Lachey, who's just the worst host at everything he does. I, I just where did he become a host along the way? He's not a host. He's terrible. He was on some singing show or some some. He's done like two or three different hosting events or hosting jobs, and he's and, not gotten any better. And they say that, and I didn't watch this Love Is Blind thing. My daughters did. They were they're obsessed with the show. I don't know anybody who watches it, but I've heard I've seen you do the know somebody that watches it. Well, your daughters. Well, they well they don't work here anymore, but they were going on and on about the show, um, oh. and and said that it was like Vanessa and Nick had not even paid attention to the show. So many people were complaining. And you just, if, you, if, you, if you scroll TikTok at all, it's like every other one. Well, did you see Nick, how Nick and, and Vanessa just ruined the Love is Blind reunion? It's like they didn't even know the characters on the show. They were hired to do the hosting. If you're but, hosting, you got to know the oh, show. Yeah. Like, give you an example, like Andy Cohen. Okay. All right, who does all the real housewives of yeah. Beverly Hills and all the other he watches every minute of every show and he knows the ins and outs and he asks the right questions. You got people who do it right and then you have these idiots doing it as wrong as they can do it's it. It's like they just show up for the show or yeah, I'd assume. to get the check watch. or whatever. Yeah. Um Vanessa Manillo? That doesn't even sound right, but it is right. It well, is that's right. right. Um, <laughs> and so now the Love is Blind participants, because let's just keep ourselves in the spotlight for another 15 minutes, are now saying they were severely mistreated by the show, having limited food and water, messed up sleep schedules, and a lack of mental health services. That's incumbent upon these producers of these reality shows. Now you have to have a staff of mental health professionals. When you go into these shows knowing exactly what's at stake here and how you're going to be dealt with. And um, in the new episode, they call the show a traumatic experience. I would saying, think most of these shows would be a traumatic experience. But they, you oh, know yeah. when you're going in, I mean, you know what you're setting yourself up for. Saying they were expected to film 20 hours day, uh, per day for two weeks. Oh, while producers limited their sleep as well as their food and water, but kept the alcohol flowing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what puts them in these situations. That's how they get the drama going. Yeah, the sets were uh, windowless. The only time they saw sunshine is when they went outside to the bathroom with their trailer. 
They also had their phones confiscated. Oh my God, what are they going to do? They're on a TV show. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're working. Uh, it's just it goes on and on and on and on and just and the, the fact that Netflix botched the live and it's like that's Netflix trying to become a network television station, plain mm-hmm. and simple. And 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 the Netflix DVD service is finally finally coming to an end. Can you believe it's still going I know. on? Really? It's still I, I thought they ended it a long time ago. No. No, it's done. Well, when I saw that, yeah, I like thought, the last they're still few, doing it? Well, yeah. Who's ordering them? <laughs> people that don't stream. People that want Netflix and still to subscribe or whatever. is like $20 a month for th- unlimited DVDs. You didn't have a ret- return on a schedule. So that's, you know, that's done. I didn't know anybody was still doing it. Uh, I got a whole <laughs> rack of DVDs right under my TV at my house. Right now, my wife's like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> We have tickets. We're giving away tickets today. A four-pack of tickets to Beyond the Lens in Pigeon Forge. A great thing to do. Fly ride. An incredible... You're just like... It's like just breezing. You're like just cruising. It's awesome. It's incredible. You got to try it out. A fly ride. Win it today with her versus him. Mark versus Kim. We play that around 7.20-ish. Listen for the solicit. Coming up then, we'll talk about from the death back to the playing field. Damar Hamlin is coming back to the NFL next year. Remember that name? Yeah, I do. We'll be back with that next on Star Wars 2. Lewis Capaldi on Starwater 2.1. Wish you the best at 628 on this Thursday morning with the Mark and Kim show. So would you just count your lucky stars if you died and were brought back to life and you were effectively killed on the football field by getting hit in the chest and it caused cardiac arrest? You died right there on the field. They brought you back to life. You rehabilitate. You get cleared. Cleared. Denny Hamlin is back. I'm sorry. DeMar. <laughs> Who's Denny? Well, De- Denny's a NASCAR driver. Sorry. Oh, okay. DeMar, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. De- Denny Hamlin's fine. Those Denny Hamlin fans out there. Uh, DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills thumped right in the chest and yeah. whatever happened, happened. Um, died. Flatlined. No vitals. No pulse. No nothing. Yeah. Brought him back to life. Cleared yesterday. Cleared for the return to football. And he says, I'm, I'm back. He says he's yeah. back. So if that were you, now I know you dream, you dream your life sure. to play in the NFL. You're right. one of the handful of people, literally, handful. I mean, you know, oh, yes. that gets to play in the NFL. Sure. And so but if this happens to you, I mean, I know you'd want to go back, but do mm-hmm. you go back? It depends upon one major thing. What? What career-ending life insurance policy I have with Lloyd's of <laughs> London. <laughs> now, there are plenty of people who played in the NFL towards the end of their career are begging for a uh, career-ending injury. Nothing what? that kills them. No, listen to me on this. Not life-ending, but career-ending. Career-ending. Yeah. Because they take out insurance policies on career-ending injuries. And they're in the tens of millions of dollars. Some people have been paid more by their insurance policy at the end of their career mm-hmm. than they would have made if they continued in their career. It's almost like a wise business decision. Oh, now see, I don't, yeah. I don't know this. So. I, yeah, I, I, and I only know this because in 1985, my favorite quarterback on my favorite football team uh, had a career-ending injury, and he rehabilitated, and he could have come back, and he said, "Yeah, you know, why risk this is, it?" This is 1985, and 1985, he got 10 million dollars from Lloyd's of London. It's big money, which then. is a big insurance policy. I mean, it's big money uh, now, but it's a big money anytime. Yeah. Um, now you've got. Players making $25, $30 million a year. It's not so big, but back in 1985 when he was making a million a year. Well, that's the reason I said it was big money then. Yeah, then so I rephrased it to say for us. There, was, big money there is a current uh, English, he's from Denmark, but he plays in the Premiership in England, which is soccer, you know, the, the beautiful game. Um, he died on the field, named Christian Eriksen, died. Died on the field. 
he got a he got rehabilitated. No, he uh, got re- reanimated. Is that the word? Reanimated. Res- resuscitated. Sorry. <laughs> Brought well, back to life. Well, he reanimated. Yeah, he resuscitated. Yeah. They re- resuscitated him. He went through rehab. He got a pacemaker put into his heart, and it's you know, and he's out there playing, and he starts. He like he's like first team. Now, like tomorrow, I know he got reanimated, as you said, and cleared by his doctors. Right. He got cleared by four doctors actually too. Oh, so it's, yeah. I mean, it's I, just, I was going to say, you got to get a second opinion. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you so don't just fourth, say, okay, doc, I'm going. Yeah, you got a fourth you know? opinion. So, but I would, I mean, aren't you still nervous about, I mean, even if you're a person of faith and you're like, okay, these four doctors, these four experts have said you can go out there. Aren't mm-hmm. you still at his, I mean, there's, there's that catch of he's young. I mean, he's really young. Yeah. So you've got that going for you. But still, if something like this happens again, what's the chances you're going to make it again? What, what about the people tackling him? Yeah, like I know. Are they going to take it easy on him? Yeah, like, well, let me tell you this. One? Another quarterback of my favorite football team uh, is the one whose leg was almost amputated. Yeah. Alex Smith and his like comeback journey is part of a documentary. If you look up, you want to see something gross today. Look up Alex Smith's leg. Okay. Um, and even completely rehabilitated now. It's just a mess. And he came back and played in the NFL. And the very first tackle he took on the field was somebody literally jumping on his back. And you thought with what happened to his leg and everything else and almost amputated and the whole thing, and the staph infections and all the stuff, you thought, oh, God, it's going to crack like a yeah. like a popsicle stick. Yeah. And it didn't. And he, and he played games. And then, you know, he ended up retiring uh, after that season. But he, he came back and played. So... Uh, he wasn't scared to do it. I don't. I don't think that uh, Christian Erickson scared to play the sport where he runs seven to ten miles a game. And now here, Demar Hamlin getting back on the field. So good for him. You know, you can't blame him. You just hope nothing bad happens from this point forward. So I want to talk to him. That's Miguel and Sure Thing on Starwater Two Point One. We got a Sure Thing we're going to tell you about next in just a second here. But I want to tell you that it's time to recognize some outstanding educators in our area once again. Uh, go to starwater21fm.com, nominate your favorite teacher. Five teachers will be selected and recognized on Starwater 2.1 daily during Teacher Appreciation Week, May 1st through the 5th. Winning teachers receive a $200 Food City gift card. that They'll probably end up spending it all on their class because, you know, that's what teachers that's do. That's how they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. 10,000 school buck points for their school and a basket of treats from the Food City Floor Department of Bakery. So nominate your favorite teacher today. At star1021fm.com. A sure thing is um, kind of like an unofficial benchmark we have that we'll do next called Keep It Together, Kim. Keep It Together, Kim. Keep It Together, Kim. Because we have another one of those stories that might get you chuckling. Oh, no. And might get the email fired up from people listening to this program. (laughs) As it is a Mark and Kim show favorite thing when Kim has to say, I guess I'll send them an email. We'll be back on Star 102.1. Here's the latest from Jax. Cinderella snapped on Starwater 2.1 at 648 is the Mark and Kim show listeners snap from time to time. Yeah, actually, you might be too on guard now. We had I'll try a, to behave we, myself. We had a recent uh, complaint to the radio station about a chuckle the two of them had. And uh, try, I, try, an email. I tried to rein it in, but y'all weren't having it. It's fine. And here I am. Once I know, get started. Here I am pissing in the pot one more time, knowing how you are about things. That's why you do it. And I... <laughs> We know exactly what you're doing. As I like a good complaint email to Kim. There's nothing quite like it. I walk out of here like that, like that bird you see walking on TikTok. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets all. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Okay. Yeah, I get plumy. Trying to I get all puffed up when Kim's in trouble. <laughs> My whole life revolves around Kim. I get Kim in trouble today. 
And I'm going to say it in the way in which I think I heard, I hear the person saying it, all right? Okay. It's not necessarily going to be a Southern accent. Oh, but, my gosh. <clears throat> my puppy chewed my big toe off while I slept, and it saved my life. My word. Not the my life, but my life. My life. My puppy chewed my big toe off, and it saved this person's life. Okay. Oh, Ooh, ooh, I can hear the zen. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm trying to. bringing it down. Mm. Yeah, man yeah. in the UK. Uh, I should have done it like this. My, my puppy, don't see the material. Uh, they, they, you know, should I get the bad to the bone music ready to go? Yes, I could have that ready to go for Kim. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A UK man was horrified to discover that his dog had chewed his toe to the bone. I'm trying hard here. Only to find later that the um, the amputation, if you will, or the amputation might have saved his life. Amputation. Uh, he's done me a favor by chewing my toe off, said David Lindsay, 64. He got an accidental diagnosis, which occurred when he slept on the couch and his bulldog Harley was nearby. Um, the Cambridge native's nap was cut short after he heard his wife emit a blood-curdling scream because the dog was going at it right there on his toe. How did he not know the dog was chewing his toe off? Well, if you got the sugars, you get something called diabetic neuropathy, Kim. Oh, why are you covering your mouth? I'm sorry, but the, the dog making noise, the wife screaming, and he's just napping away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As it turned out, a seven-month-old puppy gnawed his toe, toe, his toe so badly uh, that it ended up being fractured and was hanging off by a thread, oh, if you will. Oh. And he has no idea? Hey, I told you before my brother passed away, he had his leg amputated because he did not know that his feet had become so numb that he, you know, Oh, I'm bringing, I'm ruining my bit. Keep it together, Kim, because I like to hear her laugh inappropriately yeah. by bringing up my brother's death and yeah. the fact that he had diabetic neuropathy and he lost his leg because he got a staph infection, didn't even know it, didn't even know it. As a, as a man with the sugars myself and the family history that I have, I'm always in, in the middle of foot care. I'm always, I'm lotioning up with diabetics lotions and all sorts of stuff, which is by the one, by the way, one of the ways in which I'm going to highlight my feet on OnlyFans. And if you didn't hear that yesterday, we're going to update you a little bit later this morning. On the fact that the three of us are becoming foot fetish models on That's OnlyFans. That's true. Oh, yeah. You heard it here. On OnlyFans. Yes. I'm going to hire a puppy to chew my toe off for my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There she goes. 707 on Starwater 2.1, Knoxville's number one hit music station. I have a feeling this is going to become, is this the truth, the whole truth, or is it the Kim? Coming up next, because you're going to talk about what? Insurance. On? On? Yeah. You mean health insurance here at work? No. Oh. No. Insurance on what? Auto insurance. Oh, mm. for whom? Well, for everybody. Oh, are we talking about everybody? Or are we talking about maybe your, maybe your family specifically? Well, one of my friends got a warning yesterday. Okay. Some A warning I'll bet you that you guys haven't gotten. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will, right <laughs> after Pink Panthers. <laughs> 710 on Star 102.1. I have no idea what she's about to tell us, but I just I have the words I want to say, and is I think this will be interesting. Because <laughs> obviously with three cars totaled in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. 
And the fact that you continue to try to tell us that, no, no, it doesn't affect our insurance at all. Mm-hmm. People call bullshit on that quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, I the, can show I lead, you the paperwork I, I and lead, everything. I lead the bullshit pack. Well, we're also supposed to see an accident report that keeps, you know, <laughs> being, never gets brought into the radio station either. So, yeah, well, it's on the accident report. Well, okay, let's see that. Okay, I'll bring it in tomorrow. It's in my husband. No, I didn't say I'd bring it in tomorrow. I said I can bring it in. But um, Oh, my bad. I mean, Sorry. I can hear my husband call, whatever. I mean, whatever you want to see. No, no, no. I just want the truth. Um, I'm the giving whole you truth. the truth. So yes, yesterday, one of my friends, one of my best friends got a warning from her insurance company. Which is what? Well, I was talking to her on the phone. And while I was talking to her, her son got in an accident. I mean, literally, he called her while I'm talking to her. And she goes, I've got to go. My son just ran into the back of a car. So... I thought, oh gosh, is he okay? She says, he says he's okay, but I've got to go. So she goes wow, to him. what kind of group of friends does your son hang out with? Y'all need to teach them some driving skills. So the thing is, when she called her insurance company after this accident, um, they said, I'm glad he's okay. We'll take care of everything, but you might want to think about paying this one out of pocket. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've had three accidents and a claim on their home within the last six months. Right. Because And generally speaking, for anybody, and like it got threatened with us, we got a tree knocked down the back of our fence, and we had a fender bender or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And they said, oh, well, we're about to cancel you. Well, they didn't say they were about to cancel them, but they did say you might want to pay this one out of what do you, pocket. What do you because think that it means? Was a, his car was not injured, but the other car was. What do you think that means? So the three accidents, one of the cars was totaled. The other one was pretty bad. None of them were her fault. Okay, the two accidents that my friend had was not a fault, but they did, and the claim on their home was burst pipes, and so they had pretty major damage. They had to move okay. out of their home while things were being repaired. All right. They had a car fire a year before that, mm-hmm. okay? And so three accidents within sure. six months. How, um, how, this is how most people's insurance works, plain and simple. Happened to me, happens to others. That's why we don't understand how you have three cars totaled in a year and a half. And your insurance, what did you say? Then I got home and had this in the mail and I was afraid to open it. What are you showing me? Something it's from your insurance company? insurance, yeah. Oh. There it is. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. And I was like, and it has my name on it. Kimberly Hansard. Wait a minute. And I was I like. you said the insurance was under your husband's name. Well, you always tell us. You said it's under my my husband's my husband. Well, he you. had it. He's had it for thirty some years. Right. And so this was, and I was like, oh my gosh. I said, well, did you not open it? And he goes, well, it's in your. It's got your name on it. I didn't open it. I said, it's insurance. Why didn't you open it? Wow. And so I opened it, and I thought, oh gosh, this is it. This is it. It's going to be it. a major tease because we're going to have to hold this into our next segment. We got her versus him coming up next. But after that, of course, I'm I'm thinking now anticlimax. It but, is. It's not a cancellation uh, or anything. I'll just well, tell you. That. Forget about it. Who who needs to- <laughs> What is it? It's about life insurance. But it's telling me what we have on our life insurance. But it got me to thinking, What am I going to get that letter? Because I remember when you got yours. You have have suffered more damage, whether you want to call it your fault or not. Than I ever did, and and they and you, you know you, you say that they're not threatening to cancel you. That's exactly what they do when they send. Well, you've had they send they send you actuarial tables, but they haven't sent ours. We've and, not gotten that. We have not and gotten they, that. You know, by the way, just this many uh, this many claims on your insurance and this amount of time uh, is is outside of the norm and blah blah blah. They're trying to show you that a certain accident should happen like once every seven years or something like that. Oh no, it's all it's and so we just said screw you and we just got a different insurance company. Well, we're, and they don't give a damn about that. You can go to insurance company from insurance company; they don't care. I just we we all just wonder 
You well, know, my friend had ourselves. two wrecks in the pipes in 39 days. So that's the reason. Yeah. Three cars like, totaled in a year and a half. That's pretty significant to most people's insurances. Obviously not to yours. But I. But I don't. maybe we're not done here. But we're done for now. And we'll be back. We'll be playing her versus him next on the Mark and Kim show. Mm. When we come back, it is her versus him, Mark versus Kim. It's going to be Carrie versus Noah. Game of the day is The Feud. Right after Morgan Wallen on Star 102.1. No way was our last night. I know you said this time you really weren't coming back again. But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet. No way it was our last night. No way it was our last night. Her versus him, Mark versus Kim, as we welcome our two contestants. Playing the feud today is Carrie versus Noah. Today, Carrie and Noah are uh, playing the game for... A four-pack of tickets to Beyond the Lens, a -a one-of-a-kind attraction in Pigeon Forge that takes you through unexpected experiences in over 150 exhibits. It's fun for all ages and includes Fly Ride, the newest attraction in Pigeon Forge. Uh, Morning, Carrie. Morning. Hello, Noah. Hi. Three rounds, one, two, and three points, respectively. Uh, start with the ladies. Top five answers on the board. Carrie, give me the most popular answer. Name an occasion where parents force their kids to wear an outfit. Birthday. Wearing you got to wear your birthday clothes, maybe even a suit. Strike number one. Strike number one. Kim, give me an occasion where parents force their kids to wear an outfit. Church. Is church church on the list? Yeah. It is. That is the number two answer. Number one, three, four, and five, and two strikes to work with. Carrie, an occasion where parents force their kids into an outfit. Christmas. Is Christmas on the list? Strike number two. Kim? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, There's four see. better answers. I'll tell you that right now. You're going to go, oh, my God. Um, a wedding. Is the wedding on the list? It is at number five. Carrie? Two seconds, Carrie. One second, Carrie. Uh, uh, Easter. Is Easter on the list? At the number one answer, yes. Number one and two and five off the board. One strike left and two answers left. Kim, an occasion where parents force their children to wear an outfit. School. I will say, I'm going to say strike on that. Boys, talk it out. Uh, family pictures, a funeral. Uh, yeah, I was going to say school photos. So here it is, the time to steal the point. Noah, name an occasion where parents force their kids to wear an outfit. Uh, can I say school pictures? Can you say school pictures? If you do, that is correct, you sir. get the point. Yeah. Noah has a point. School was not on the list, but school picture day, which doesn't always happen at school, by the way. I've seen kids, you know. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I get very nervous. Easter, church, school picture day, Halloween, and wedding. Sometimes kids don't want to wear the Halloween outfit, I guess. They don't want to, don't want to wear the coat over it is what it is. Oh, uh, you know. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to my youth. Parker over Superman. Okay, uh, Noah, the point. We stay with Noah. Second and third points available. Noah, top five answers to the board. Give me the most popular answer. Name something that might be referred to as dead end. A road. Is a road... On the list, it is at number one. Tyler, something that can be referred to as dead end. A job. Is a job a dead end job? That's the number two on the list. Noah, keep going. 
Uh, a decision. A dead end decision. Strike number one. Tyler? Uh, math problem. Uh, it's a dead end math problem. <laughs> Most problems in math have a. Not a dead end. Strike number two. Noah? Something referred to as dead end. Um, two your, seconds. Your life. You have a dead end life. Strike number three, girls talking out to say to steal these second points. Your hair, your relationship. A science equation. Oh, a relationship. Here we go. Name something, Carrie, that might be referred to as dead end. I'll go with relationship. Is relationship on the list? That is correct, sir. Yes. Yeah. By the way, math and science equations always have a, they're, you know, if they're an actual equation, they have a, it's not dead end. Unless I'm working them out. Well, there, there is that. <laughs> Carrie has two points. Noah has one. All right, road, job, hair, relationships, and barbecue restaurant. You oh. Know, dead end. I That's was going to say that. You should have. Well, <laughs> good. You they want to sound stupid. Well, not on this show, you don't. <laughs> We're all about the barbecue. We're all about the stupid. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's true. Carrie, <laughs> you're in the lead, and you get to listen to this and tell me if you want to play it or pass it. Name something specific that has a long neck. Do you want to play that or pass that? I'll play it. All right, here we go. Carrie, something specific with a long neck. Giraffe. On the list at number one. Kim? A beer bottle? There's a beer bottle on the list. My girl, who hates beer. Who doesn't get drunk. <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah, never too. been drunk in her life. That's number three on the list. Number one and three off the list. Carrie, name something that has uh, specifically that has a long neck. Llama. Is the llama on the list? One, three, and five off the board. A camel. Is a camel on the list? Strike number one. Carrie. Ostrich. Is the ostrich on the list? It is at number two. Would you stop it, please? You're freaking out every answer they give. You're like distracting over there. Stop it. Oh. He, he's I like, didn't see him he's do like, anything. He's like every time she uh, answers something, he uh, wants to be like, yeah, his arms go up, his head. Oh. All right. uh, Kim. A horse. Is a horse on the list. That's strike two. two. One answer left. Carrie. Two seconds, Carrie. Carrie. I'm here. I don't know. Okay, strike number three. Boys, talk it out for the win. Uh, turtleneck, uh, turtle, uh, yes. Well well said. Uh -oh. <laughs> Obviously, everybody else took your answers. Go ahead, Noah. Steal the points. Steal the round. Steal the game. Name something specific that has a long neck. Go. Uh, flamingo. Is the flamingo hmm. on oh. the list? No. Oh, it did not make the top five. Good job, Carrie. Giraffe at number one. Ostrich at number two. Beer bottle at number three. A swan at number four. And the llama at number five. Noah, thank you for playing. Noah never wins, by the way. He's played before. He's poor <laughs> never poor Noah. Call any time. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Carrie, congratulations. Sabrina Carpenter on Starwater 2.1. Kim pulled a little bait and switch on us a little while ago. She knows how much we love talking about all of her car accidents and her totaled vehicles and insurance and how it's only going out, gone up $15 a year. And then she comes to work with an envelope for the insurance company. We're all like, oh. Well, it did scare me. Only to find out that, in fact, it's not what she says it is. It's just, of course, Kim being Kim and going, you know, ha ha. Well, it did so, scare so, me. So we'll be back to talk more because the texts are flying into the radio station concerning your insurance. We'll be back on the Mark and Kim show on Star 102.1.
Ten until eight on Starwater two point one on this Thursday morning. Eighty six degrees forecasted, but with sunshine, it'll feel like one hundred and ten. Uh, probably about ninety today. Eighty two tomorrow. Sixty six on Saturday. Fifty eight on Sunday. It's a roller coaster, just like the stories of Kim and her family in their cars and their trucks and their totalings and trees clipped and and cars damaged in parking lots at schools. And, and we should say right here, no, there's not been another incident. No, this is just she brought in an envelope from the insurance company, which, of course, made her panic, uh, of course, only to find out that, as usual... Well, especially because one of my friends got warned yesterday after an incident that they might want to pay out of pocket on this one. As they probably, I, I don't know how they've not told you that. How have they not told you? And that you? was the thing, because my friend has had four different incidents on the home and three vehicles in 39 days. Our listeners are weighing in on the texts about how in the world. And she brings in, you know, she, she didn't have to bring in an envelope that had nothing to do with the fact that her insurance is going up. To then bring this up to us and then get mad when I when I like go investigate. Like I'm like, well, why don't we not you know, why is this not happening? Why do you not why are you not like everyone else? And because I rest- don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Uh it's not the- like I have some magic key or something. <laughs> uh Sasha writes, they're not gonna cancel Kim's insurance because it's job security. Hmm. And it, you know, I'm thinking about it, it's probably job security for the claims adjuster, the one that has a job. To go out and check, oh, okay, well, Eli ran into somebody in the parking lot of the school. Oh, wait a minute. Eli ran into somebody outside the school. Oh, wait a minute. A deer ran into Eli, totaled his truck. Oh, wait a minute. Kim clipped a tree, even though you said hit yesterday. So the claims adjuster has all the job security in the world at, at your place. The insurance company itself, though, is paying out much more than it's taking in from you guys, right? Don't you, don't you assume? Well, not, not every accident has been our fault. But, you, so but no. they've still paid, though. Your insurance company's paid out these claims, whether there's not his fault or not. You're, but they don't pay everyone. Your, your no. insurance company just gave you six grand on a 2007 Buick Rendezvous, did they not? Even though it's not his fault, they paid you. Oh, they're, yes. Yes, they're paying you money, yes. <laughs> much more than you're putting in. This, when, yes. when, when they paid off the truck that yes. they got totaled, they gave you money, even though yes. it was, quote, not his fault. Yes. Yes, okay. See, this is where she gets mad. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, yes, yes, they did. Morning, Kim. I work in the auto auto paint and body industry. I can answer some questions about car insurance. I'm Kim Plus, trust me, she knows enough. Um, he says, all types of insurances are scams. Most of the time, you save money by not having it. No, I don't that, believe that. that. Cassie, uh, not true, darling. No, I don't believe not that. Not true. Um, it's, this is from Amanda. It's because Kim gives them free publicity with each accident. Well, never once answered yeah. the um, mentioned the company. Never the, once the insurance company. No, never once. You think you think that you think that's publicity they'd want. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jonas Brothers on Starwater 2.1. Listen closely when I say this so you don't call back later and go, Did y'all use your profanity on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me when I say, What the duck is happening to the Jeeps? Are you just learning about this? No, but I'm sick of learning. I'm like, I'm like, like, I've. Wait, well, old school Jeep owners are not happy about this, and we'll talk about that coming up now. It's 8.08 on this Thursday morning on Starwater 2.1, Knoxville's number one hit music station. So there's no way in the world you haven't seen Jeeps that are just adorned 
with ducks. Oh, Rub, I was little, at an event the other day with 500 Jeeps, and they all had ducks, and we even got one every in a station vehicle. Well, yeah, they okay. all had at least one. Okay, well, then, Some had then those, those aren't the old school Jeepers. Like, I've had four Jeeps along the way. Um, don't have a Jeep currently. But now I think I would avoid having a Jeep because... We were so my wife and I were driving. We saw all these jeeps with all these ducks, and I mean, just over the top, like not just on the roof, but on the tire and the back, and just all yeah. of it. It's everywhere. And then they then they adorn it with other accent pieces around, like different colors and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and so you know, who am I to steal anybody's joy? A lot of people have a lot of joy from and that, then, and that's fine. But then we started reading into it, and how the club is almost exclusionary. Like, do you know that certain Jeeps won't wave at other Jeeps? Like, there's somebody in our comments, we talk, like, like, like Wranglers won't, won't wave to Renegades? Yeah. And there's also, did you know about the wave hierarchy? That in, in seconds, you're supposed to assess who's got the most, let's say, higher, like a better value, higher value, more adorned Jeep, and they're supposed, the person below them is supposed to initiate the wave. These are people that must never have been in any kind of club or social structure before because they're acting like, they're acting like, like, jun- like uh, elementary school kids. But that's like you say, guys, you said the, the more um, alpha guy has to nod first or something. You've talked about that before. Uh, so what, why what does it have it- to do with Jeeps? Well, the same kind of thing. I mean, you said men, like men, men, men. J- just generally speaking, yes, will will somehow submit to an alpha male the same way a dog will submit to an alpha male. Then as that's well. the same kind of thing with jeeps, I guess. It's if the alpha jeep nods first or no, whatever, it doesn't nod first. The person who, yeah, look into wave like jeeps and their wave hierarchy, and you'll be sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" Well, that's the same thing with guys. Then I would think. I mean, you yeah. said don't try, a don't, don't try for to that. don't try to just no, don't try to get in the way of this you know argument. I'm not getting in the way of it. I'm just pointing out that everything has a hierarchy. Yeah, but don't exclude. But so so because you have a Jeep Wrangler, you don't wave to the Jeep Renegade. Probably. I mean, there's always some kind of hierarchy for everything. Uh. I can't pronounce it. Is it Naya on this name? But it's got a longer. I'll just get into the comments here. Um, it's just a way. It's just a way. These rubber ducks on jeeps are just a way to make someone smile. I love getting ducked. Mm-hmm. I always look to, on the dash before handing one out to see if they have some. If they don't, I won't duck because I don't want them. They're more than likely they're a Debbie Downer owner. Mm. Or just somebody who doesn't want their house. So they won't display them or whatever. Right. Melissa writes, I was telling my husband the other day about how every time I see a Jeep, they have a window or a dash full of ducks. He said that he had never noticed. Like, he's one of those people, like you, who don't notice anything. No, I notice those. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a lot of things you don't. Like, how can you not notice Jeeps are, like, completely adorned with ducks now? I do notice that. I'm talking about her husband. okay. Oh, my God, dude. Jessica. Okay, so fellow fellow Jeepers, how are you keeping your ducks in a nice row and now having not having them take flight out your window while it's down on a sharp turn asking for a friend? Oh, so they've turned our comment section about what do you think about all these Jeeps and mm-hmm. all these ducks on Jeeps, and Jessica's turning it into a help session. Mm-hmm. She wants to get help on how to keep a duck. How, a little sticky or something? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Now, Melissa, my husband drives a Jeep and hates the ducks, and so do I. Cindy, I have a renegade, and Wrangler drivers won't wave or even duck me. Mm. You don't duck a renegade? Guess not. You had a Jeep. Yeah, but probably, they didn't. there I, wasn't oh, ducking men. I have a feeling. She loves a trend. How much you want to bet the next vehicle? It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. Well, no, I Jeep. thought about Jeeps. I had, now I, had two, um, I had two Wranglers is what I had. And I'm sure you love the wave. 
Oh, the wave I'm all about. I'm still, I, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm about the wave with the mini too. There's a mini wave as well. So, but we don't duck. Although some people said mini drivers do duck Here sometimes. We Here we go. She wants to be a part of it so bad. <laughs> She's putting out false information about it. We'll get into more of your comments coming up. And you can text us at 656-7827. What do you think of it? Have you have old school Jeep owners lost their Jeeps to this whole new Jeep, Well, you don't have to participate. New, yeah, and then you're shunned. Starting at 2.1, to quickly wrap up the comments we had up about uh, ducking Jeeps. <laughs> you can take that anywhere you like. Uh, it seems to be kind of splitting upon gender lines. Ladies, women love it. Guys, maybe not so much. Here's Dan. Uh, no, it's not cool. I've owned a Jeep since 98. Uh, I was okay with a wave back then, but now it's every other vehicle. I'm not waving constantly every time oh, I go Oh, more out. people own Jeeps than ever before. And, yeah. and it is, by the way, the most traded in vehicle in cars. People, I can believe that. After six months, are like, oof. Either you love it or you hate it. Cody, it's it's a new thing, but no, definitely not a not a cool thing. Donna, someone I know is call it Jeep, calls this ducking thing Jeep cosplay. <laughs> real, real Jeeps have mud and scratches. They don't wave and have ducks. Um, Kristen, I don't understand this, but Kristen says, I hate the ducks. It's an insult. An insult? I don't, I don't know what that means. Aaron, I wish I had the money to buy a Jeep to throw the rubber ducks back at people and not wave. <laughs> it's just a freaking Jeep, people. <laughs> and finally, the final comment we'll share with you about these ducking Jeeps. David writes, nope, it's like driving with Kim, an accident waiting to happen. Oh. Thank you, Daniel. I'm sorry. Thank you, David. That's funny. It's perfect. It's not funny. <laughs> it's funny, and it's perfect. It's 827 now with Posty. His latest is called Chemical on Starwater 2. I'm sorry, tell me what I gotta do. No, I can't let go. It's chemical. 829.56 on Starwater 2.1. It's your number one hit music station, Mark and Kim show. Might break a record today in terms of heat. 86 is the forecast. 87 is the record back uh, way back in the day. 2002. Seems so long ago. 82 tomorrow. It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's 20 years ago. Well, I know. 21. I know. It's 21 years ago. It was a long time ago. 66 for Saturday, 58 for Sunday. So we were just talking about two types of Jeep owners, those who duck and those who don't. There's... Are you a ducker? <laughs> I've been known to duck. Kim. I'm a non-ducker myself. That's you know? what we heard. Poor Ralph. <laughs> Conversations. Um, so there's also... Nice Swifties and mean Swifties. Did you know this? Well, we, uh, we've yeah. heard about how Swifties go after you. Yeah, there's a there's a contingent of Swifties that are nice people, and I guess there's the I guess activist Swifties who felt it was necessary to take down an actress I've never heard of named Emma Laird. Emma Laird is precious. She's cute. She's posted a photo. How dare she? How dare she? <laughs> oh no! Of Joe Alwyn. Oh, now see here you go. See you're. I think you're be. A, you'd be a mean Swifty. No, I don't think I would a be addictive. <laughs> no, I, bitch ass. No, mean Swifty. The reason I said oh is because <laughs> now that uh, he's out of Taylor's life, oh, you don't dare, you know, mention him anymore. I would imagine. Is that what your first thought should be? Is that your first thought? No, as for a the grown Swifties. A, as a grown woman? No, for the Swifties. That's what I'm okay. saying. Because well, you know how... I think you put yourself they, into the mean Swifty mindset right No, there. I don't think so. I, what I'm doing is thinking how the Swifties probably are reacting. Some are like... Because they are like, very protective of Taylor. Oh yeah. Well, if, if Taylor Swift has broken up with somebody, does that mean that he can never date anyone else again? 
Well, no, I wouldn't think so. Although this is not about that at all. Okay? And the article starts, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Swifties went on the offensive on Tuesday night after Emma Laird shared a photo of Joe Alwyn on her Instagram account. The Scottish actress currently happens to be filming the upcoming movie, The Brutalist, with Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, on location in Budapest, Hungary, and posted a photo dump from the set, including, and how dare she, a candid snap of Joe Alwyn riding a scooter with a smile on his face moments in March. She captioned the slideshow using a red heart emoji, but Swifties weren't feeling the love. Well, they're working together. Why wouldn't she have him included? The fandom started flooding the set of uh, nine photos with comments and accusations, leading Laird to have to turn off her comments on the post. Not to be deterred, though, the Swifties then moved to earlier posts in the Mayor of Kingstown's Stars feed, writing things such as, we know you've been liking posts about Taylor and Joe's breakup, and there's no way she didn't know what she was doing. And then Alexa plays better than Revenge. Not even sure what that means. Uh, one particular user snarked in reference to Swift's diss track off of 2010, Speak Now. Mm. Ooh, you got to be a real, you got to be a Swifty mm. historian mm-hmm. to understand the yeah. references. Other Swifties, though, took Laird's defense in the comments, apologizing on behalf of the fandom and reminding the trolls about the similar and unwar- unwarranted online abuse Swift endured back in the day before she flipped the narrative on its head by releasing 2017's Reputation. Mm. <laughs> As a Swifty, I do not claim the mean Swifties in these comments, wrote one. <laughs> I a, just claim them. With a, cl- <laughs> with a clown and a red flag emoji, a second commented, y'all need to turn this energy into crafts and make some friendship bracelets, okay? The Swifty fandom is not built on hate and bullying. Leave this poor girl alone. While no details are known yet about the roles Alwyn and Laird are set to play in the movie, uh, blah, 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 blah. There's no word on a relationship or anything like that. So it's just somebody who knows somebody else. So you, so They're this working is, together. So right. What do the Swifties, what, what will they allow in terms of when Taylor can be in another relationship? Or when, excuse me, when Joe can I was going to say, I think they allow Joe. Taylor to do whatever the heck she wants. Oh, yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who, yeah, like, is, that's just Joe's now out. Like like Jake Gyllenhaal's never been let off the hook. John Mayer's no. never been let off the hook. One of the she dated all three Jonas's at the same. Eight forty five on Star Water two point one Knoxville's number one hit music station. Have you heard that by the end of the year we're going to have a new Kearns Bakery food hall? Yeah. Don't. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm excited. All about right. It. Well, hang on for that. We'll talk about it next. Tusi favorite song Star Water two. Tusi, it's a nickname for a nickname. He used to be called Tuda. That's what growing up, Tusi's nickname was Tuda. Well, Tusi's much more adult. T- yeah. <laughs> hey, don't make fun. It's uh, the I Mark know. and Kim Show, 848 Kearns Bakery Food Hall. Food Hall. I'm excited I'm about skeptical. it. I'm skeptical. Now, why are you skeptical? Look what happened to the Food Hall down on Market Square. Uh, not Market Square, but the Food Hall, Jackson Avenue. Not Jackson Avenue. It's still Avenue. there. Yeah, I know down it's still there. there. It's doing, and it's, it's, it's you know. Well, it's I mean, been mismanaged. It's almost every place that was there originally is now gone. It's it's you know. Well, I'm excited about this one because of very the, the location and the this one is it's more in a mainstream place. I think. I think this one's going to be because you think Chapman Highway at Henley Street is a mainstream area. I really do. Okay. Because when you think about like ball games and everything like that, I mean it's it's more in line with campus. 
you know, and it's more in line with like when you're going to the ball games and stuff like that. Right. And it's there at Chapman Highway in the end of downtown. Oh, it's, where, it's where the Kearns Bakery has been for a hundred years. Exactly. So everybody knows where it is. It used to kick off some pretty hellacious smelling oh, bread. Oh my gosh. Woo! If I could still oh, pipe yeah. that stuff out of there. Man. Oh, I, I kept looking. I, I was looking at the list of what they're saying and I thought, is there anything with Kearns? Is there, there anything with Kearns? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want bread there. I don't think there's a Kearns brand any longer is there still they're still making currents bread have, the, the name still exists I it think. does still exist but they don't they, have a currents bakery per se mm-mm. the way that they used to here mm-mm. in knoxville but i mean it, it it the concept of it is i've been to a bunch of these where it's almost like a circle kind of thing where you like, you walk around in multiple different levels of mm-hmm. of food and stuff like that and i read the list of restaurants some of them i recognize some of them i don't um, it's just it's just a matter of two things. First of all, if it's not going to be, it was completely. The other one is completely mismanaged. All right, it just it, management issue problems from the very beginning. I think it got taken over by new management. I haven't been back since that point, so I don't know how it's going. I just I know. was down there fairly recently with a group of friends, and it was different than the first few times I was down there. Okay, well, and was that good seemed, or bad? It seemed good. Okay, it seemed well, good. The problem is, is that you go, you come in with a unique concept to this area, and then you botch it. And then people don't go back because they had that bad taste in their mm-hmm. mouth, so to yeah. speak. Well, so you know, to speak. But the food and everything it, it's was great, just but it's disappointing because we needed it and wanted it, mm-hmm. and then they screwed it up. Um, so I hope this one is done well because there's it's really like five different venues, if you will, in there. They're going to have the two of the rooftop uh, venues on top. You know, so that's going to be a different kind of thing, too. So I think that's good. They're, they're also going to have an outside concert venue. They're going to have a Jumbotron. Uh, there's going to be some things that's going to pull people there that I think will be um, like with a, a live um, entertainment venue in there as well. So indoor stages, outdoor stages, the Jumbotron. I think there's going to be some it's things all about that will two pull things. as well. It's all about the management and it's all about if you decide to go. Well, if and you I guys think people want, will go. Well, but we said that about the about the food hall, and people did go. But like you said, if things and then they stopped going. Well, and there's and and a lot of people just and there was there was an issue with the with the the things that were ancillary to that area, and a lot of times people didn't like the interactions they were having to have. And, and you know, I'm trying to be polite here and not say exactly what it is, but it was it was it was a it was a tough walk to there. And you had to avoid things that may make people uncomfortable. And they, exactly. didn't do, they didn't do anything to eradicate that problem. Exactly. Now, this one's also going to have a 310-bed apartment community as the flagship Kearns is what it's going to be called. That's already been opened. Um, and it's 100% leased. So that sort of gives you well, that's a... That's good news. A that's good news. You know, that always so gives you a base, if you will. Um, but there's going to be breweries. There's going to be some restaurants that we've not heard of. Yeah. So that's a new thing. So people will go to listen. They're still looking for vendors for culinary bowls meta, Co- meta, culinary bowls oh, culinary you know yeah. Col- culinary like <laughs> colonoscopy or something. well I'm sorry my <laughs> accent is coming through cheese steaks hot dogs and stuff they're still looking yeah. for that Ooh. but I mean there's going to be some stuff there that the other place didn't have that I think yeah. will draw people gotta in. go and it's supposed to be open you by gotta late go. this year and so more than let's once, go gotta go that's, the, that's Knoxville's problem has been it for 22 years I've been here you go once and you don't go back well you gotta not make for it, every place but then again you better keep the prices reasonable as well because that's one of the things that went wrong at the, at the other food hall is the prices were outrageous even before they needed to be outrageous because of inflation. It's 8.53 now. Mark and Kim show, we want nice things. You got you to gotta play right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and hopefully they know what they're doing at this one as opposed to the other one. They I did, hope so. Sounds not. like it.
We got tickets to the ball game, Tennessee Smokies baseball game for Healthcare Appreciation Night this Thursday. When you text to Star Water Two Point One, the word "run" R U N eight six five six five six seven eight two seven. Text us, and we'll be on site as we honor healthcare professionals throughout the game. Healthcare professionals who present a photo ID at the box office will also receive free tickets to the game. But text us the word "run" to. We all got our shorts on today. What are you wearing, Kim? Shorts today? No, I'm wearing light clothes, but I have a sweater over degrees it. 90 degrees today with a sweater on, she is. It's going to be a nice, beautiful, hot day today, but cools off, cools off into the... All righty, everybody. Good morning and welcome at 917 to Starwater 2.1, Knoxville's number one hit music station. We're yesterday on this program, late 8 o'clock hour and into this hour, we were chatting about how Kim seems really fascinated in this whole OnlyFans and foot fetish thing. I am. She's like, I don't know. Foot, what's up with the feet? I don't get why people would want to see feet. And, and you mean people would actually pay to like see your feet on OnlyFans? And I wow. have feet. And so, <laughs> like, and, right. And I have a camera. And, you know, feet. right. And I have honey. Yes. I have honey. <laughs> I have mud. And these are ways in which people are getting off watching. I have condiments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you say condiments just makes me wonder if you're going to get to the third syllable. Um, so. We asked Ricky Research over here to look into. <laughs> Why do you laugh at that name? Uh, it's just so goofy to me. Well, you're goofy to me. <laughs> I, I am so goofy. there you go. Uh-huh. Um, look, in, look into the sign-up process and anything we need to know. And it, you, within 10 seconds, you kind of had an outline for us. <laughs> had you done any more research overnight there, Ricky, on, on what we should do? To start, because here's the, here's the challenge. My morning show brain kicked in yesterday and said, oh, okay, fine. I can tell you're hinting around. You've got something you want to show off about your feet. Fine. It's not that I want to show no, off my feet. You were but if I'm going to show off anything, it would be hands or feet that are safe. And I'm because I don't I don't think feet are pretty, so I don't get that. Right. Well, it's not your thing. But to get. it's like but if I don't have to show it. off anything else, I'm right. like, okay. okay, I could do this. So I said, okay, fine, let's try this. And so what we're doing is the three of us are going to set up individual OnlyFans accounts, and I guess we'll do it over the weekend. Yeah. And then start the process of, you know, having our feet. So now I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to be foot fetish models, if you will. Is there anything further we need to know? Because you said there's a credit card sign up, effectively, how you take the money that comes into you, people subscribing or paying for pictures or whatever. Yes, uh, financial information. But also, I learned that you need to put your ID on there as well to verify that you are who you say you are. Now, you don't have to use your government name on it. All right. But also, so... You're not underage, just to verify you're not underage. Okay, that makes to sense. Do OnlyFans, okay, so, okay, yeah. And the average. Now, is there an age makes... limit to the feet footish feet, feet foot fetish models? Like you can't huh. be like seventy two. <laughs> Have you ever seen a 17, 72 year old foot? I have to say I haven't. You Never seen your mom's feet? feet? Well, I have. Yeah. Are they not? You know, they're they're. Well, she's not seventy two, but well, at one point she was, dear. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is old feet. I just was kidding. Uh, older feet. Okay. So as long as you're of the legal age to do something like that. Yes. And that's it. That's all we need to know. That's it. All right. So then it's on us. We're not going to give our screen names out. We're just going to literally see who can make any money, much less the most money. What's? Did you find out an average of what we could make? I did. The average um, OnlyFans uh, subscriber or whichever is $180 a month. Hey. 
I mean, it's, now you could make ten thousand, but right? the average is one eighty. I'll take an extra one eighty. That's a lot of honey and hot chocolate money right there for you that you could drizzle all I over like your it. feet. So <laughs> put yeah, it right I mean, back into the business. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's throwing out the high end, like bad baby. You know, <laughs> Danielle Brigoli who makes like a million dollars a day on it. And I'm other, excited. And it's weird, like it's a weird excitement level. That's what. Why that's is what, it weird to you? That well, you're a prude, but, and so but I'm not a prude. That's the thing. You're an absolute you prude. Think I am, but I'm really not. Well, you come across as prudish, and that's fine. I'm not saying it as like an insult. It's just you're well, it just sounds like you are. You're a prude. You're a wholesome person. <laughs> I am a wholesome. Who generally person for speaking the most part. wouldn't do something to to but this to, is feet. to be sexual to other somebody other than your husband. So well, I'm a huge flirt, though. I yeah, really am. Well, do you walk around barefoot? Is that how you? Feel? Text the word run to us to win tickets to the baseball games. Coming up. Start with a 2.1. Knoxville's number one hit music. David Guetta, a little help from Coyle Ray there on Star with a 2.1 at 944, Baby Don't Hurt Me. Now, you said at one point you wanted to run for Knox County Commission. Yeah, I want to be Kimish. Yeah, well. I want the never, license plate. That's never, why I want to no, do it. No, that's not what you want. You want to use tax dollars for your own personal excuse. Petties, manies, stuff like that. Or your own zoo. My own zoo. Mm-hmm. City official in Ohio sentenced to five years in prison. And I know you don't want to go to prison. No, so, I don't. Uh, for taking $300,000 in public money to fund his own roadside zoo. He bought exotic animals, <laughs> popcorn carts, snow cone machines. Do you think people wouldn't notice? Former, yeah. He's <laughs> where did he fo- get this money? From the state. You know, like, no, well, I know where yeah. he got it, but I, did he not think people would ask? I, I, well, when you come up across a, a roadside <laughs> zoo, the last thing you're worried about is how it got there. You know, it's just like, oh, look, goats. You know, I'd start with camels. Well, there, no, did not make the list. Oh. A wildebeest. You see the wildebeest, you're not asking questions. Where do you get a wildebeest? From the wildebeest store? I don't know. Just wildebeest. Owls? Other exotic animals, including snakes? Mine won't have birds. Custom building enclosures, pressure washers, outdoor grills, a projection screen, popcorn carts, snow cart, picnic area, snow cone machines. Oh, we probably had the tables. (laughs) Um, He also had other items that he had spent that three hundred thousand on. Not so sure they're for the zoo. Hot tubs, above ground pool, kayaks, a drum set, a gazebo, a drone, a video game system, tricycles, telescopes, and even a dishwasher. Did he not think at some point someone would say, hmm, where's the money coming from? Yeah, really? He pleaded guilty. Felony corruption, theft, tampering with records, misdemeanor count of dereliction of duty. <laughs> In addition to serving time, he's also ordered to repay $340,000. He got a lot for that yeah. $340,000, though. I mean, he must yeah. have got some deals. You think that's a good price? That's, I mean, what's a, what, what's for a Willoughby's cost? For all those exotic animals? What does a Willoughby's cost? I don't know. I've never bought one. Well... But, I, I mean, he must have bought out some other zoo or something. Maybe some zookeeper died. Yeah. And he got an extra Maybe these deal. are all Michael Jackson's old animals or something like that from Neverland. Whenever, you know, whatever happened to those. <laughs> all you people want is more, 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 more. Gimme, gimme. More. <laughs> Happy 420 day today. And I talked about. excited the, about that. Well, you know, and, and I am. I'm, I'm very interested in, in drug use. Very interested in drug use. I'm not interested in doing it for myself. I'm interested in... Or the misuse. You don't want the misuse of drugs. I'm sorry, are you speaking for me now? What What now? I said I said we're not interested in the misuse of drugs. Well, are you speaking for yourself or are you speaking for me? 
Okay, I'm speaking for myself. Okay. We don't want I, I said I'm very interested in drug use. Mm-hmm. And and the misconceptions about drug use, and some people, like I think you, have a lot of misconceptions about drug use. I have no plans to use drugs myself. I don't smoke marijuana. I don't take edibles. So if it was legal, would you use it? Um, not while I'm employed. And not while I'm doing... Even if it were legal? Yeah, not while... Well, first of all, we have... I don't, I don't, I don't think this company... I think this company frowns upon drug use. I think we are at one point during our employment here, we were subjected to possible subjected to uh, random drug tests. I don't know what the company like would most do companies, now. yeah, right. a lot of a lot of companies yeah. do. Um, I don't. I've never needed drugs or alcohol to to feel good or to take myself away. There no. have been times in my life that I needed to, you know, find a different existence, and I did use some drugs at that time. Um, and it did nothing for me. Like, oh, it made me feel better about my life. It never did. It made me feel worse about my life. I wasn't a fan. I smoked some marijuana in college. Um, I never snorted cocaine, although I can remember the day uh, I moved into a brand new apartment just out of college, and I'll, the, the guys were cocaine users. And Your roommates? My roommates were cocaine users, and they were snorting cocaine, and I they passed it over to me, and I can remember... When they took the t- I took the tube from them and I leaned over the cocaine mirror that they had it spread out and I said to myself and it was like my I guess 20 or 21 years old probably one of my very first moments of a wise mature clarified decision on something I said wow if I do this I'm affecting the rest of my life yeah I really thought this uh, from, like I could certainly could and I have an addictive sure. personality I, I'm I'm the mm-hmm. kind of person that when I like something I do it. And I do it to the extreme. And so I thought, wow, this is a life-changing decision I'm about to make. And I wasn't prepared at that moment in time to make that decision. Yeah. And so I didn't do it. And, you know, and I was still at the age where I, you know, peer pressure was still a thing. And you think, well, what are they going to think of me? And I didn't, you know, and I can't. So how did you at that moment? I said, no, can't do it. Not do it. I just had, no, I can't do it. Because that's hard for you. Well, it's not hard for me to, to realize that I'm doing about to do something that could have changed the rest of my life. But what I'm fascinated with and, and, and probably is the genesis of my interest in drugs is the fact that we've been just lied to so much about them by the government for so long. Um, I'm really, really, f- like I said, fascinated with what we're learning about drugs, you know, things that come from the earth, um, what they can do for you and how that's been suppressed Mm-hmm. The information's been suppressed for so long. So when you have a 420 day, like this April 20th, you know, you think about the stoners and you, there's jokes about munchies and, you know, high and getting high and all this other stuff. And do you know anything about hallucinogenic drugs at all? No, I really don't. I mean, just the things you hear, like, you know, if you, the licking toads or the mushrooms and the, right, all the of, things like that. I mean, yeah. all the cliche things, I guess. Sure. My interest in drugs starts and ends with the medicinal purposes i've sure. through life of course i think probably all of us have had the opportunity or been presented with the opportunity to try something have you ever smoked marijuana no i've never the, i've yeah. never smoked anything i've never smoked not even one a puff pork butt? never in a pork uh, butt never. well okay a pork butt <laughs> yeah but i mean i've never i've never even smoked a regular cigarette not one puff really never and um, I just it, never the, been drunk. The allure was never there. Did you ever have an opportunity? Like, were you at some place and someone passed a joint to you 
and you could have smoked I've it. never held a joint, no. But were Lit you in, or unlit. Have you been in a room where marijuana oh, gosh, yeah. was being smoked? Oh, gosh, yeah. I've been in rooms where it's been smoked. I've had, like you, where cocaine has been, where, I mean, I've known people who have who do drugs, have done drugs, mm-hmm. but it, it, the lure was not there for me. But my interest starts and ends with the medicinal purposes, and it really was peaked several years ago, and you know this, with um, my mother's glaucoma. Yeah, because there's real research that shows that it can, you know, marijuana in particular can help so many things. I and mean, it's about it the really pain. has good purposes. Yes, pain and um, it does not going to fix your eyesight. And That's no. what people think. Oh, so glaucoma can be cured by marijuana. That's not what marijuana is being no, used for. No, but pain and um, also um, anxiety. It, uh, anxiety. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that it can help. And so I started looking into it. And so yes, I would love to see it legalized to is help it, so many people. Is it not legal medicinally in Tennessee, or is it legal? No. It's not? No. And what's your experience with marijuana? Um, I had smoked it. Okay. A lot? At a younger age. Um, In high school, I probably smoked it. Were you a a pothead? No, I would never say that. I was athletic, I I mean, but I did. A lot lot of athletes are potheads. So don't use that as a... But is that how you were drug drug into it, (laughs) so to speak, but... Um, yeah, it was just friends, and then I just saw, like, I don't know, just curiosity, I guess, more than anything sure. to try everybody it does it because of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And and the stuff that you would smoke back in, like, when I was growing up in the 80s, according to those who know, and I didn't and I don't, that that was just shit. That was terrible stuff. You didn't know what you were smoking, and it was probably um, crap to begin with. And so any kind of high that you got then is nothing compared to what it is now. Well, and now you talk yeah. about shit. I mean, it's mixed with a lot of stuff now. I mean, you don't know what it's mixed with. Well, those, they're yeah. they're put, they're lacing it with stuff now that we our time. We were worried will. about PCP back in the day. But now Things it's were laced, laced with, with PCP. A lot worse. Angel I mean, dust. you can you can your first time can be your last time because you die because you don't know what's in it. Right. And so when you have states that have legalized it, then you have it regulated by the state and then you have a certain kind of control standard involved in making sure that it's not laced with something, making sure that it's it's bought above board. and Unless over- you're mm-hmm. still buying it on the street or something. Well, that's though. what I'm saying. In states where you do have a dispensary where you can go buy it legally and consume it legally, then that's how you avoid the tainted street stuff that can make you sick and make you die. And the fact is, is that now with that available and people like in the NFL specifically – they have relaxed drug standards or marijuana testing standards. They did because, that in the NBA as well. Okay, yeah. because of so many people who use it because of the pain of being a professional athlete. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a devastating thing to do to your body. Look at Tiger Woods' walk right now. And that's not just because of his accident. It's just his body has broken down from the yeah. you know, from playing the golf game and the training and everything else. I mean, athletes can barely walk after 10 years in the NFL. And so they use a lot of medical and recreational marijuana to get them through. Um, and I asked you about hallucinogenics a minute ago because I've been listening a lot to what uh, research is being done and what research has been done on things like medical, like mushrooms, um, like uh, MDMA, which is like Molly or ecstasy, mm-hmm. um, and how it can really help those who are struggling with pro, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And of course, unfortunately, that's not the way it's used mostly. It's used for like the ecstasy 
parties and raves and stuff like What's that. What's known as the club yeah. drug, I think. From yeah, and there's and this is where we get back into the misconceptions of drug use, is that these places that are studying uh, what these things, what these hallucinogenic drugs can provide people is insight to things that they don't have insight to. Look, we don't know anything about the brain as much as we hope to at some point. We don't know anything about it, and, and maybe there's things our brain... Uh, needs to have happen to it in terms of changing the chemistry of it to bring out responses to help with different things. Um, I've really paid attention to this. I've really listened. I have no. I've got no PS. No PTSD in my life. I've got nothing that I need to find an alternate reality for. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have. I have a lovely life. So I'm just. Like I said, what fascinates me about this whole thing is is the demonization, the villainization of drugs to make them sound worse than they actually are and if you've ever have you ever heard of the movie called reefer madness yeah i've not seen it no, but i've a, heard of it it's not a it's not a, like a stoner film from the 1970s or 80s with matthew mcconaughey yes yeah. pineapple express or whatever he was on i'm not sure which one dazed and confused or something yeah, I don't yeah. Know. um and you know funny marijuana smoker you know kind of movies like hey dude kind of movie yeah <laughs> those, those kind of movies that's not what reefer madness was reefer madness was showing people literally going crazy from using marijuana. Mm -hmm. And it was from like the 1930s or the 1940s. It was all part of this government campaign to make marijuana look as bad as possible. Now, maybe then they didn't have the research they've done now. They don't know the different strains and what they can do in terms of helping people overcome pain, overcome anxiety, do the things that, you know, other medications have not been able to do. And, and keeping in mind that any drug, if it's mixed with the other things, can be dangerous. I mean, you don't want to lose... We're not talking about mixing... No, I'm not, I I'm not personally that. not talking about mixing with other things right now. But I'm we also don't want to lose sight of that. I mean, I don't... You can't go out there and think it's just absolutely safe either. I do believe there are good uses for it, and it can be very well used. But you have to know the source. I, you always want to stress that. I talked that. about that in, I know, in but the dispensaries. I want, and, you know. I know, but I want, to, I want to keep stressing that because if Obviously. you get up, well, mm -hmm. because if you, just like you're stressing, you know, I was in the middle of explaining how it was villainized and demonized yes. back in the day. But you also, I also want to stress that you have to be sure where you're getting it and where it's sourced. And in this state where there's no medical or recreational marijuana, it's it's only it's only street marijuana. I think you're absolutely correct in saying yeah. you've got to be very careful about your source and where you get it so that you don't get something bad that can actually kill you. I'm actually referring to places that like Colorado and Washington State and others, the twenty states that are that allow this to happen. There's great research on what it's doing mm -hmm. for people. Um, you know, it used to be you were a you were a lazy slacker. If you use these kind of drugs, yeah. and that's mm -hmm. just not, there's very highly efficient and productive people Absolutely. That, that need something that can't be provided by, you know, let's say a Zoloft or a, Absolutely. a Wellbuterin or anything else like that that's an antidepressant or, mm -hmm. and it's just, and, and we are, we are, you know, overdone with antidepressants. And they have strains that also can bring you up, keep giving you energy throughout the day, and also those ones that do make you sluggish that may help you sleep at night if you have yeah, right. yeah, it works sleeping. both ways. And that's yeah. what, where you would have to deal with someone who knows about this stuff and the consultants that you know have studied this and yeah. paid attention to this. And so, what, like I said, my fascination is the way in which, and a lot of things are like this, and the way in which we're 
told, oh, bad, 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 without any conception of there's some good to it. And now the good is starting to outweigh the bad. And I'm effectively kind of just talking about cannabis. I'm not talking yeah. about fentanyl. I'm not talking about cocaine. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about even hallucinogenic stuff because yeah. a lot of people have what they call bad trips on that stuff. You hear people oh, go gosh, off yeah. to South America all the time and do these ayahuasca things where they have to drink this liquid and go through these rituals and multiple nights of this. And they just it's horrific. And then they have one moment of like, wow, this is this is what it's all about. And it supposedly changes their life. Is that supposed to be one of those awakening things where they that where they have that moment of it like opens your mind, pure clarity or something? People have come out of it and said that they now don't fear a lot of the things that they feared before the unknown death, stuff like that, after being accessible to what they consider alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. They think that their, our brain, it unlocks something in our brain that allows us to see things that we don't know about at this point in time. Uh, like I said, I've listened to podcasts about this because I'm not, you know, someone's listening to this and thinking, well, you're, go, you're getting ready to do it yourself. And I'm not. I literally am not. I'm just fascinated by the, by the suppression of the good information about it. You know, it's okay to be fascinated by something and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go off and do it. Yeah, I just don't want it to, and, and I couldn't care less if anybody thinks that I'm going to go off and do drugs. It doesn't matter. I'm not like, oh, don't, you know, don't, don't think I'm going to do drugs. Because I'll be honest with you, when it comes time for me to finally hang up the microphone, and stop it, those of us. Those of us People keep thinking we're <laughs> retiring. <laughs> yeah, like, especially no. after my interview on Channel 6 <laughs> that we have up on our Facebook page. And, and I was talking about if they throw me off the radio tomorrow, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, we, we're, you were, we're in our fifties. We're here. We're, you know, we may be older than you, but we're in our fifties. We're not anywhere near retirement. So stop it. But if there comes a day where I don't work anymore and I've talked to my wife about it and she's just not interested. She's not interested at all because she smoked marijuana back in college and had a really bad experience. And, and then somebody will say to her, well, you haven't smoked today's marijuana or you haven't had an edible. Now, the last time we were in Amsterdam, if I wasn't working for this company, yeah, there were places, and they call them coffee shops, that will... <laughs> is that, quote, coffee shops? It absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely is. And uh, it's been in the news a lot lately because they don't want you coming to Amsterdam just to get high yeah. and to go pick up pro- prostitutes in the red light district. They're trying to keep you from doing that Although now. you can do both. It used to be... Oh, it was. the big thing. Yeah. It used to be a major attraction to Amsterdam. They don't want that anymore. But... I mean, if I hadn't worked in you know in the business that I do, and I'm and I you know value my relationship with the company. Yeah. I mean, I was intrigued by edibles and like, okay, let's let's do a half of a chocolate chip cookie, or a couple of gummies. Would a half of a chocolate yeah. chip cookie do anything? Well, that's I the mean, thing. How... Is I personally don't know what it would take, and that's why you turn it over to experts. Yeah. yeah. And you say, okay, I haven't been high since college, nineteen eighty four. I think it's the last time I smoked marijuana. You know, give me something that will just, you know, give me a, a little of a little experience, and then they will, and they will do that. And they may tell you to gauge it by bite because it may be set at a certain milligram or whatever. What? Gauge it by bite. Yeah, gauge like it by bite. They may just have certain cookies. They're all, let's say, twenty-five milligrams a piece. They may just say, "Hey, take a bite at a time." Weights and measurements over here. <laughs> You know more than I do? I know a little bit about okay. it, yeah. And so, that being the case, I considered it. My wife said, no. And I knew that, hey, I have a trust level with the company. They've asked us not to do drugs. I'm not going to do drugs. But, you know, I'm I'm interested enough to see what it's all about. Now, you were on CBD for a while. Mm-hmm. And you did that for anxiety. Yep. And you, don't, you no longer use it. Mm-hmm. Because I was put on an anti-anxiety medicine. 
and I didn't want to mix the two. Okay, so what do you find has worked better for you then? Um, I have found a medicine, uh, Lexapro, that works very well for me. Right, but it's a, still a antidepressant medication as opposed to something natural. Anti-anxiety. It's not a depressant. Oh, okay, for me. Mm-hmm. forgive me. Um, were you, was your anxiety being relieved by CBD? It was. So would you weigh one against the other? Why would you go on a medication provided by a pharmaceutical company versus cannabis? Because or I not, came, you know, CBD, yeah. cannabis. Um, I came off the CBD to try the other just to see which one worked better. And I feel like this medication is working better for me. I was going to have to go to another level of CBD to give me the relief that I needed. Okay. And it was going to have to be fairly strong. Okay. I needed I needed a stronger level. Right. And and I don't know if you've noticed, but signs around dispensaries here locally mm-hmm. um, have started talking about THCA. Yes. And that's something that has to do with I think it's a is a is it a different kind of oil? Uh-huh. And it has none of the the what are the what are the properties that like they, it's not like there's no drug properties like what THC like a THC laced cannabis plant will provide you in terms of getting high. It yes, supposedly it doesn't do that, but there it's like all the rave right now. And like in, like in any other business, they're going to find buzzwords. Yes, they're going to find things that oh well now we can start distributing or selling THCA. Yeah, what does it say there? Because I saw uh, you looking it up. Yeah, although th- you don't know off the top of your head. I don't. <laughs> we don't weights and measurements over here seem to know before. Ricky, drug uh, facts over here. Right. <laughs> uh, THCA is an in, it has an inactive cannabinoid in it, and THC just THC has an active version of the right, same so, cannabinoid. But there's still, even though it's an inactive, it's like non-alcoholic beer. There's still a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, in it. it's like edging closer and closer. Like well, illegal. I think this THCA actually does still have some properties of. If you like ingested too enough of it or too much of it, you might get some feeling other than a natural normal feeling. I wasn't feeling. comfortable yeah. with that. And it would show up on a drug test yes. as well. And that's that's THCA. Yes. But, and, and I'm seeing signs for that now. If you see a local place that sells CBD, then they yeah. also say, hey, THCA. And you can go to a compounding pharmacist and legally, up to the line, if you will, it's kind of questionable, you know, um, so I wasn't comfortable with that. So well, if they're, if they're comfortable distributing it. Well, my oncologist and, and I decided that we would go this route. Which is what? The Lexapro. That's okay. the reason I went on the med, the, the prescription medicine instead of is staying it, Is it an anxiety based in your f- former cancer? It, that's when it started, but I think it was the removal of my hormones and everything. It oh, was really? just everything at once, yeah. When they just cleaned you out from head to toe? Oh, just everything. <laughs> Hello in there. Yeah, yeah. It was just everything, and I'm a much better person for it. I mean, are you for being on the medication? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah. Does it help your driving at all? <laughs> it helps <laughs> me get through the accidents. That's for sure. <laughs> that's oh, right. it's another accident. Uh, okay. well, I'm on Lexapro. Yeah, what does it matter? You know, yeah, I'm an erratic driver. My husband says so. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. So yes, you know, I'm I'm interested when I'm done working. Maybe would I try something? I'll try anything once if it's not illegal. Because I'm, you know, I'm a law abider. You know that. Yeah. I'm a absolute yeah. law abider. I'm not going to try it if it's going to get me in trouble at work. Well, if I'm not, if I'm not working anymore in ten years, people, <laughs> um, then you know, then I might, you know, I might give it a shot. And and it can't be, you know, it can't be as bad as the people that want you to think it's bad. Bad. 
It's not that it's not as bad as, as the people want you to think it is. If they want you to think it's bad, they make it sound like it's the worst thing ever. Like anything that they want you to think bad about, they're going to make it. That's all part of a campaign. It's all part of a marketing yeah. strategy. 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 <laughs> but he's y'all. not trying anything. No, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> not taking anything. Sometimes I need something to get through the show. Strategy. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know how interested people are in this. And we have a listener that really. Uh, cracked us up last week <laughs> uh, who said that uh, listening to us do this podcast, especially me, gives her high vibes. Well, she ought to be getting them today. She's getting the high vibes from me the way I guess <laughs> yeah. maybe we're different because we can sit down and just chat for a half an hour as opposed to, you know, we got four minutes to talk and let's get everything in we can in those four minutes. And You know, if I was smoking dope, I could never get to those four minutes. Like, be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> like can you imagine? And right there, see what he did. He called it a sloth. You know, people think that you become lazy and slothy mm-hmm. when you smoke marijuana. And I just don't want that. I don't want that to ever be connected to me. And I certainly don't want it to do anything that keeps me from having the energy level that I have. I have, you know, a lot of energy. I go from 3.30 in the morning till, you know, 7 3.30 o'clock. in the afternoon. Are you done? <laughs> Till like 7, 7.30 before I start winding it down for the day. Um, and I do a lot during the day. I do this. And then I, you know, I'm providing significant care for a three-year-old and like three, sometimes four times a week. So, you know, I mean, I'm busy. I, you know, I don't want to do anything that, that diminishes my energy level. Well, of course I don't, not. I, and I'm not, ang- I don't have anxiety. I've never, I, I've never had a, like a d- prescribed, you're depressed or you're anxious. I've never had that. Now I live with a woman who has that. No depression, but anxiety. She's had mm-hmm. panic disorders for her whole life. I've experienced that with her. Uh, my two of my daughters have it significantly. Yeah, um, and so and that runs in my wife's family big time. So I've never been, you know, a victim of that, if that's what you want to say. And so that being the case, I've not used antidepressants. I've not used anti-anxiety medication, and so I don't want to do something that that sloths me out. And now I'll. I will say that it can slow you down just enough to where you can focus more. But I will also say, since you said you never experienced anxiety, that it could cause paranoia in some people. And that's what that see. That's the thing that like my wife was concerned about. But I've read since then about that same mm-hmm. cliche that we talked about earlier. Um, is that if you just if you use the right stuff, and the people that distribute it know and the, the right, right amounts yeah, in the right amount and yeah. the right stuff. That you don't have that. Yeah. That's why you have to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. Like what I was doing, what I found was through a compounding drugstore and my oncologist. I yeah, trusted. You made it sound okay. like the yeah. compounding drugstore is just like towing the line of legality. No, they do, do they well, know that, or are you just assuming that? <laughs> no, no, because they the THCA and things like that. You know, but the reason I didn't want to do that was because of drug testing because it can show up. Well, can't you just register yourself with your company as like, hey, I'm a CBD user for my anxiety? Um, Or do they... You know, I probably could. I didn't want there to be any question, though. I just wasn't comfortable with that. Right. I get a call one afternoon. Hey, I'm going to be off for the next two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Going on a cruise or something? No, I've been suspended by the company. I'm lucky to be alive (laughs) in terms of my career. But uh, no, I mean, I think when you go to these dispensaries or you go to places that like have a lounge like set up, they kind of, they're there for you. Yeah. Like like, here, here's an edible. You go sit down over there. If you get scared or whatever, we'll come mm-hmm. over and we'll help you through it. And uh, and that's to me, that's a draw. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do it, that's a draw. And I will add to that also. With you seem to a, have a lot to add to that. With, with eliminating um, 
people buying it from the streets and going to a dispensary, you eliminate a lot of street crime as well. No bad drug deals gone wrong. Somebody shorted somebody. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. worried about that because I'm not going to buy anything on the street, anything illegal on the street. I'm just yeah. saying the, the betterment of just Tennessee as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, talk, we talked about this first thing this morning on the radio was the fact that this will probably be the very last state to ever approve kind of you know, recreational marijuana. Maybe medical at some point. I think maybe Utah would probably be the only other state beyond Tennessee. Maybe yeah. Mississippi. Mm. See, Atlanta, you get Georgia. I'm sorry, Georgia, you get Atlanta. So yeah. you're, you're going to find That it. might push them That might push quicker. them quicker than us. Mm-hmm. Alabama, there's no major, major city in Alabama. Birmingham is about the same size as Knoxville. A little bit bigger, not much. Um, Mississippi still not a major city in Mississippi. Um, so I see those states as probably being at the last of the legal states yeah. to have me- uh, medical and or, rec- and or recreational marijuana at some point. But, um, yeah, we'll be one of the last ones. And like I said, I, if it's done properly and if it's done in a way which decriminalizes it, because a lot of people spent a lot of time in jail for something as simple as marijuana possession that did not need to go to jail. Um, There's people out for a lot worse crimes, that's for sure. Out or in? What are you saying? There's or, a lot a lot less people out of prison or out of jail that have done worse, than have done worse mm-hmm. things. Right. Now, when you're yeah. selling it in bulk and you're not legally well, yeah. allowed to do that, if you're distributing it, well, then guess what? Yeah. You're going to go to jail. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, but if you're just using some for you know recreational purposes, if you're using some just to chill and have a good time with it, then that's that should be okay. But like I said, the state we live in, is, I mean, we are the buckle in the belt, in the uh, Bible belt here. So, But then again, it is easy to go from recreational to too much to addiction, you know. Yeah, but I always so thought... So you that, have to watch See, yourself. but you were always told that marijuana was not addictive. But it is. It's habitual, but it's not addictive. It, no, it's... It, look it up again. Here we go. Didn't we get taught that, that marijuana is not I was addictive? taught it was a gateway drug. Well, no, that's... See, that's part of the marketing. That's part of oh well if you smoke marijuana well then you're going to have to do cocaine next and if you do well, you cocaine then you do heroin to, but if you're if you're looking for a stronger feeling you know if you if you feel well this is good but I want more yeah is you marijuana know? considered addictive I thought we were taught growing up marijuana is not addictive but it is a gateway to other drugs but which, if uh, you uh, want more if you want more of a feeling if you want more of a escape or you know because marijuana is going to take you so far see i don't think you know if you want more and i I appreciate you but i don't think you know what you're talking about here because there are strains of different marijuanas that take you exactly where you want to go and take you as far as you want to go if it's laced with something else no that's not true i i'm trust me i'm listening to this stuff and reading this stuff yeah you're talking about stuff that's like laced with fentanyl and stuff you're talking about drugs that are horrible i agree with you that is terrible i'm talking about legitimate cannabis sold at dispensaries i'm not talking about the street shit i'm not talking about that and i've been paying attention and okay listening but to- i'm t- i'm talking about as a whole i'm not talking about the legal stuff i'm talking about people who get it to get high and to get okay. a feeling we, you and i are going to be on two separate pages on this i'm going in the direction of legal marijuana yes, because and right- you're talking about the the the, the street yes. shit that you people and that's not what i'm talking no about. i understand and that. i brought the top and i brought the subject up but i'm talking but i'm also talking about because people are listening in in when you talk about that, you have to also talk about if there are people who are using it and want a feeling, okay? And we're not talking, you and know. That, and there's marijuana that can provide you any legal. feeling you want. I'm Seriously, there is. 
Okay. I I disagree because I think if people are looking for it specifically for a high, not to feel better, not for medicinal purposes, that eventually you get to a point that you you want more and you're looking for a different high. And there are and people that I've been listening to and reading lately who said that is not true. Now you can do then your we're own research, disagree. but these are people that are, but, but what's your disagreement based on? Old knowledge? Or, or no, knowledge that I have from working with specific groups here in town recently who are telling me this and then I go with their research and their, um, you know, Metropolitan Drug Coalition with things that they have studies, the, the research that they do and the studies that they do and with people who do drugs for the high and who get addictions and why they move on to different drugs. Okay, well, it's not specifically marijuana, but they look for a different high and then they go on to different drugs because they want a higher feeling or they want a different feeling and they're not getting it with yeah. the marijuana. Well, the marijuana and cannabis advocates that I've been reading and the ones that I've been listening to in podcasts say there's all sorts of strains for all all different things and that marijuana users are not specifically looking to find another drug like they don't use marijuana to gateway them to heroin and other things like that they're no, just they not, don't yeah. start using the, it for that there could no. just be underlying problems there mm-hmm. and so we are coming from two different backs backgrounds of knowledge and that's fine i appreciate yours but I, I think that I'm specifically talking about legal marijuana. And if you're specifically and, talking about legal, I understand what you're saying. And I'm on the same page with you on that. What I think this proves is there's just a ton of information out there and you can kind of take what you want to believe. And just like almost every single thing else in the world, you can do your own research, you can find out your own information. And as long as it fits your own personal narrative, I guess you can kind of decide, oh, this is what I choose to believe. This is what you choose to believe. And and maybe those paths differ a little bit. I just think that the things that, that it does positively uh, much more outweigh what the negatives are. And one of the negatives would be gateways to other drugs. That, to me, is, I think, a misconception. While your people say something totally different, but they're into the business of drug eradication. But it... But it's also, if you're looking for a, just a high, you're not looking for help from marijuana. You're looking for a high, and you're starting, and you're just going to go, this is for people who are not looking for help from marijuana. Yeah. They're just looking for a high. The They're looking for the to... next thing, the next high, the next... Okay. The, the, I'm not talking about people who well, are looking for Well, there's plenty of fentanyl out there for people to just to go right to that without having oh. to you know, worry about and that's a whole different starting story. with marijuana. Yeah. Let me slowly ease myself in. No, people, that's a whole different many story. Many people just start by taking a pill that is not a marijuana oh absolutely you know, not, absolutely not, so, you know i think after this conversation i actually might go get high now i think <laughs> i think uh, all the stress that we've created for each other here is our differing opinions of course you know we seem to do so well around here uh yeah we're gonna head to amsterdam right now i'll see you in about a week uh, if i ever make it back so uh yeah that's uh happy 420 as uh, we all feel so chilled out now after that conversation here comes the rest of the mark and kim show 